Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You know, uh, over the years, we've um, we've talked about a lot of things, but I've had this problem this whole week. I've had this epiphany that's just going around in my head, and I'm having a very difficult time shaking it. So I thought I'd try to work it out a little bit over the, over the air with you guys. Maybe you can help me. I can help you. But I want to tell a story. It's a story about when I had cancer and I had nothing to do. And so I decided that, you know, if I'm going to die, I got all this money, I might as well do something fun uh, for the last, you know, days of my life, whatever it is. And I decided I was going to get into trains. And so I got into O-gauge trains, which are the big ones, uh, not the biggest, but the, the really nice size ones, probably the ones like you had around your Christmas tree or under your Christmas tree when you were young, the Lionel type set. Um, but I got into the more expensive ones, the um, high-end quality, not just the little set you put on your tree, although that is where I started with, believe it or not, it was one Christmas we got out the train for the for the Christmas tree, and I said, you know, I'm going to add some length to this. I put it all the way around my house, and I had tracks going through the dining room, tracks going through the family room, and all the way around the living room, and then I, I set up spurs and all kinds of stuff, and I started buying equipment. I actually filled my entire office up with equipment, and I'd never even taken the stuff out of the boxes because I was buying it quicker than I could actually put it together uh, in anticipation of someday building some elaborate trains thing. And what happened was is that I got to the, uh, got to the end of this process by having a room filled with boxes of stuff that were projects that were going to be done someday, of things were going to be used someday. And I had laid this basic track down uh, in our downstairs uh, floor and went all the way through our living room, or like I said, our dining room, our kitchen, our family room. And I was running these trains around having a good old time, not really knowing where I was going with all this. But all of a sudden, I woke up with all this stuff in my life. Now, I want to parallel this as we go along with people's lives. How many people do you think have no idea where they're going in life? They just start doing stuff. And then you do a little this, you do a little that, then you've got a little this and you got a little that, and pretty soon you've got a garage full of this and that. You have a wife or a husband, and then you have a kid or two or three and a little this, a little that, and now you got four or five of them little little kids, you know? And you just, how many people live their lives completely unplanned? I would suggest to you about 95%. Ah, 95%, yes. I would suggest to you 95% of the people out there never plan their lives. They just, you know, the biggest plan you ever had was, I've got to get through high school. I've got to get through college. That's a plan. But what are you going to do with the rest of your life, right? And so here I am. I'm building this train thing at my house, and I just stop. And then we moved to a house where I have a 20-car garage. And one of the reasons I wanted to, I was looking for a house with a big garage was because I wanted to put a train set in there. I had all this stuff. Well, what happened was when I got over there, we bought this new home with the 20-car garage. I started building this train set. And again, with no real plan in mind, I, I got some so, uh, software for track design, 
started designing track and I built the tables and started putting this stuff together. And then I realized that I had about four or five different kinds of trains. I had not really even understood that there were low quality, medium quality, high quality and super high quality trains. What's interesting, some of them didn't even fit together. They didn't look right together, that's for sure, because, you know, the, the toy stuff. And some of it was just plain toys. It was like toy trains. Then there were, you know, quality, basic, low-end trains. Then there were model trains that were scale. Then there were super scale um, trains that were just so unbelievable. They're very expensive, too. And so I figured out at that point I needed to go into eBay and sell 90% of the stuff I had back. And while I was there selling stuff back that didn't make any sense, I kept buying more stuff that did make sense. And now I have a garage full of stuff. <laughs> I still have no track. And I'm thinking of this. It's bugging the bejeebers out of me, guys. I'm sitting here going, how many people's lives are that way? They've got all this stuff in their life, but they've got no plan. So... When I ran into the limitations, and this is what happens when you don't plan and you just accumulate and you just go, whatever it is you do or are doing will eventually run into a limitation. It will stop you dead in your tracks. And I ran into some limitations that just flat stopped me dead in my tracks. Or at least, let me put it this way, I knew that if I continued from that point further, I was going to fall into something into a problem that would stop me in my tracks. So there was no need in my mind to continue because I could already see the flaw in my plan. And so I just stopped doing it. And I think how many people are sitting there going, hmm, I think I'm just going to get some money. I'm going to get a 401k. I'm going to get an IRA. And all of a sudden, they got all this stuff, these cars and this debt and this house and these kids and stuff. And they go, man, this plan isn't working. Whatever plan I think I had, going to college, I did it, but it had a flaw. At the end of college, there's no real plan past that, and it's going to fail. And it is failing. I'm broke. I'm in bad debt. I'm in bad credit. Or even if I'm not broke and have bad credit, I'm putting money into a 401k that's paying me nothing. I'm paying off a house that's paying me nothing. I'm putting money into an IRA that's paying me nothing. I have nothing doing anything for me in my life financially. But I'm going through these motions, these blind, sickeningly repetitive motions that are getting me nowhere. And so I just quit. You just give up. And you do what I did. I focused on something else. All of a sudden, you know, you, you say, well, I'm going to get a hobby. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus somewhere else because I know I can't be rich. I just can't be rich because I don't know how to be rich. The stuff that I've done I thought would make me rich didn't make me rich. And so you just give up. So I gave up about mm, a couple months ago, three, four, five months ago, though. I had sold off so many apartment complexes that I had so much money. I just, you know what? I'm going to go to the best train design company in the country and I'd already met, been to them. I'd already met them. But they wanted some really expensive, it was really expensive to get them to build your train set. In fact, this company built Warren Buffett's train set for him, built his layout when he bought BNSF. So Warren Buffett bought BNSF, Burlington Northern Santa Fe, and he then had them build this uh, layout for him. 
that replicated BNSF. And so I went to them and I went to their their office in Dallas and I met with the people, the real nice people, and we, you know, came up with a little bit of a design. I showed them what I already had. They actually drove down to my house in Houston and looked at the design I already had and we're going to put together a plan and build this thing. And then when I got the price back, I go, my God, I could buy three houses with that. I could, I could buy myself two or three cars with that. I could buy a house with that. I could probably even use that for down payment on an apartment complex. I go, that's just not worth it to have a set of toy trains, you know? And so I put it off again. How many times did you look into, how many times did you go to Dave Delgado, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carl Cheats, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump, or Lifestyles Unlimited, or wherever you went, and then you just put it off? And you research, you study, get excited about it, and then you drop the ball and walk away. I see that happening all the time. People come to my seminar and say, I've been here. I was here five years ago, Dell. And it's after they warm up to you, and we've been together for a couple of days, spending time together. You know, you don't remember me. I was here two years ago. You don't remember me. I was here five years ago. You don't remember me. I was here 10 years ago. And then they reiterate, reiterate to me that at that point, something in their life was changing a divorce, a job, a sick family member or something. And they just had no plan to get past that. And so they dropped everything else and just became a wandering generality. I like that term. I didn't make that up. I heard that somewhere. Wandering generality. You have no specific reason to be alive. You're just wandering around being generally the same person as everybody else. A wandering generality. And I remember that, and I feel that same way. So I decided to go back and see this company and tell them, I'm going to finish this project. You bet I am. I'm going to finish this project. I'm not going to be a wandering generality. I am going to complete the project I started five, six years ago and be something. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm sharing with you a very painful story of my life uh, going through a point where I realized that I just I didn't have a plan. I realized that I was living like a general, uh, you know, wandering generality, uh, just wandering around, doing stuff, not really getting anywhere. And it's really the story about me trying to design this train track, this uh, system, this layout, whatever it's called. 
and I, at the end of the last segment, I, I stopped at the point where I had gone back to these guys that had built these incredible train systems. And I said, look, I've just made a ton of money. I'm really probably close to the end of my life. I don't have a lot of time to mess around. Let's go ahead and build this thing. And so I already had the, the price. They had already given me the quotes. We already knew what was going to go on. He said, okay, well, fine. Here's what I need from you. I need to know who, where, what, how, and why, and with whom. And I said, what? He said, who, who is your, who are you going to be? What train system are you going to be? Are you going to be Union Pacific? Are you going to be, uh, you know, CSX? Who are you going to be? What train system are you going to be? I go, I got 8,000 trains. He goes, well, you can't model them all. You got to pick a railroad that you want to model. Who are you going to be? And I sat there and I go, man, that's not what I wanted to hear for all this money I was spending. I wanted him to tell me how I could have everything I want. Then I remembered my own teachings, which is you can have anything you want, but you can't have everything you want in life. So you have to have it pretty well nailed down specifically. So I started thinking about all these questions this guy was asking me. And I, I wrote them down. And when I looked at it, all I could think about was, my gosh, I don't have any of these answers. None. Who do I want my railroad to be? Where is it located? I don't know where it's located. It's going to be in my garage. But that's not what he wants to know. He wants to know, what am I modeling? Where am I modeling? What part of the country? Is it desert? Is it mountains? Is it snow? Is it, what is it? I had no idea. I'm going into this project so blind, it just I'm embarrassed to tell you. The pain I'm feeling right now, I, I hope you can feel about your finances. You know, what do you want it to look like? What, you know, I don't really, I've seen 20 or 30,000 different designs. I've watched videos of them online. I kind of want them all, but you can't have them all. You can't have everything. You can have anything, but you can't have everything. How much money are you willing to spend on this everything? I don't know. One dollar less than I should? One dollar more than I should? I don't know. I've never thought about what I'd be willing to spend on this thing. Well, do you want high-end you know, type stuff? Do you want somebody to come? Do you want me to bring my designers in and scratch build all the, the buildings and everything and, you know, spend a lot of money just so everything is perfect detail? Or do you just want to buy out of the box plastic stuff and stick it on there? I go, man, I never thought about that. I don't know. I You know, cheaper sounds better, but man, those plastic ones do look like crap. Man, I don't know. So again, let me ask you one more question. Who all is going to use your train with you, going to run your railroad with you? Are you going to have kids doing it? So we need to set it up where kids can do it. Are we going to have adults doing it? Are you going to have other train enthusiasts doing it? At one time, I had said I was going to put it out there for people to come and see to uh, help the Shriners, or not the Shriners, the um, McDonald's has this uh, McDonald's house for people to live in while their kids are sick, their kids have cancer. And I really liked that idea because somebody else had done that. They'd done that up in Dallas. And I thought, hmm, that's a good idea. I'll do that here in Houston. I'll put mine up for display for, and, and so, but I didn't have an answer. I said, I'm going to play with it. Uh, probably going to have some friends over, probably have some kids play with it. Um, 
maybe we'll use it for, you know, charity purposes. And he said, well, you need to go go and think about all this and get these answers before I can start, you know, getting out my CAD CAM software and, and designing this program, designing this layout for you. And you know what I did at that moment? <laughs> I sat down and I wrote him an email. I said, I am so sorry. This is the second time I'm going to walk away from doing this with you. I, you know, send me a bill for whatever time I've wasted of yours. I really apologize. I can't answer these questions. And for days after that, I was just confused. I mean, now what I'm saying to you is think about your life. Do you know those answers? Do you know the answers in your life? Who do you want to be? I know I don't want to be Donald Trump. I don't care how rich Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is not somebody I'd want to be. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he acts. I don't like the way he does things. Don't like the way he talks to people. You say, well, he's rich. Wouldn't that be good? Hey, rich is rich, but terrible is terrible. And I'm not even saying that I didn't vote for him. You know, what I'm saying is just as a human being, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be Oprah. As a human being, I wouldn't want to be, you know, Barack Obama. I don't like these people, right? I want to be somebody I like. There are people out there that are wealthy, that are nice, that are likable, that care about other people. I'd like to be J.J. Watt. That's the kind of rich I want to be, where everybody likes J.J. Watt. What else do you want to be? I'd like to be fit when I'm old. I'm old now, but when I was young, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I knew that. I had an image in my head of me that I had drawn up in my brain 10 years before I won all my bodybuilding contests. I knew exactly what I was going to look like. And the day I won, the pictures they took are exactly what I envisioned early in my life. Now as an older guy, I've got to get out some new visions. I started the other day. I was just after going through all this, I started saying, who do I want to be now? What do I want to look like? And I went to my daughter's first bodybuilding contest she's ever been in her life. And she won the very first contest she's ever in. But while I was there, I was there with some friends. The old people got up on stage. How old? They had under 50. They had 50 to 60. And 60 to 70. And they had one dude that was over 70 years old. And the people that were in the 50 to 60, or the 60 to 70 year old contest, my friends looked at me and go, Dell, you could beat them right now. And I started thinking about it. Who do I want to be at 60 years old? Do I want to be that old guy or do I want to be that guy that looks like he he's physically fit? In fact, is physically fit. Who do I want to be at 61 years of age? Who? How do I want to dress? You know, I like Mark Cuban's blue jeans and white shirt look. That's comfortable. I don't want to be the guy that has to get up and put on a suit every day, suit and tie, that my ego is stroked with my my suit. I don't want to have to wear a suit every single day to feel important. That doesn't sound good to me. So, my friends, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want you to write down just that one word. Who are you modeling? Who do you want to be in every way, shape, and form? When we come back, we'll go further down this list. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com Meet featured speaker Darren Hardy, author of The Compound Effect and Personal Success Expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com Use promo code EXPO18 Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about why do we not have a plan in our life? Why is it we, we run around and spend our entire life just taking wild shots at stuff? We have no long-term plan. And I'm using this example of me trying to do this this railroad uh, scene as an example of what most people's lives are like. There's no plan in place. When did we ever sit down when we were younger and go, who do I want to be? Who am I modeling? You know, I think some young kids do that and they go, I'm going to be a rock star or I'm going to be an athlete. And they model those people. And that's probably what they end up being then because they modeled that. But we're working with an issue here where it says you can't be everything. You can have anything, but you can't have everything. You've got to pick what you want. There's a limited amount of resources in your life to be able to get things done. And to build a life like I'm trying to build a railroad model, you have to follow some steps. But the first step is figuring out exactly what it is you're trying to build. What kind of a life are you trying to build? You know, things like where do you want to live? When I was younger... I decided that I wanted to go find my fortune somewhere, and I lived in Madison, Wisconsin. I know there's no way I'm making a fortune in Madison, Wisconsin. There's nothing going on here. This is the liberal bastion world of the whole world. I mean, there's nothing but school, college, and government. So the entire city ran on schools, college, and government. So I knew there was no chance there. So what I decided to do is find a place to live. I actually got into research and found out the five fastest growing cities in the country, thinking this is, the op- this is where the opportunity is going to be. This is where we're going to be able to get rich, is being in one of the five fastest growing cities in the country. And I literally made a list of them, and I decided I was going to go see all of them. Now, interestingly enough, I only got through three of them before I got stranded here in Houston and ran out of money. I never got out to California to see L.A. or San Diego or San Francisco, which were also fast growing cities. But... I got, I ran out of money here in Houston, made my life here, but at least I was in one of the five and it worked out. I made my fortune, but I picked where I was going to live. And today, you know, all the time, I, you know, my fiance, Melissa is always asking me, why don't we go buy a house here, buy a house here, go here, live there, there. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense. 
You know, you, you pick a place and you build your life there. And so many people have never lived, left the neighborhood they live in. I used to live in Ferguson, uh, if you know where that's in, it's by St. Louis, and that's where all the riots were a year ago. And I just look at those people and I think, golly, I'm so happy my parents just moved. I mean, it's all you have to do is move. If you're living a life of quiet desperation, or in that case, a life of qu- loud desperation, just pick a better place to live. You know, it's like, it's insane. Where do I want to live is a major question in your life. And most people just stay where they're born. Never venture off far or maybe go where their job drops them and they just stay there. Next one. What do you want to look like? Do you think that you got up one day and go, you know, I really want to be a 300 pound fat person. I'm really thinking that'd be right. And I also think I want to smoke cigarettes and have yellow teeth. I think that would be something I'd like to look like also. Yeah, and I want to wear outdated clothes that don't fit because I'm too fat. Uh, and I'm going to be out of style at all times. Definitely out of style. Um, what else do I want to look like? I want to have a weird haircut. I know what I want to do. I'm going to, I'm going to stick holes in my face and put pins in them. I'm going to put nails through my nose and I'm going to put on gold on my teeth and I'm going to pierce myself from head to toe. Wait a minute. That wouldn't look as good as it would if I had that and tattoos. I'm going to tattoo my body. Something I can never fix the rest of my life. I'm going to look like this stupid tattoo. Wow. Do people actually sit down and think that stuff up? How do you decide who you want to look like? what you want to look like, right? It's a choice. It really is in every way, shape, and form. It's a choice. After seeing those 60-year-old guys up there, I, I came home and said, you know what, Dell? A few less meals a week, a few more exercise programs a week, and you're going to look like a 60-year-old bodybuilder. I said, might as well do it. It's worth it to be that fit, couple hours a week more than what I'm doing right now, because I'm doing some now, but a couple hours a week more. Eat a little bit less, drink a little bit less, and boom. Is it worth it? What do you want to look like? Next, how much money do you want to have? Nobody ever sits down and thinks that, right? They think, I want as much as I can get. That is not a goal. I asked a lady yesterday on the radio show, I said, did you, when you first came in, you never believed any of this was true. I said, now that you've been around all these people, and I said, now that you've been doing this for a while, I want to ask you a question. Tonight, I'm going to a meeting where there's going to be 50 people, party, not a meeting party, and every one of them is going to be a millionaire. They're all Lifestyles members. Every one of them is a millionaire. I said, do you, can you see yourself being a millionaire? And she goes, Dell, I am one. The second I decided to take action on being one, I became one. She is, I am a millionaire now. I just did our financials. Now we're millionaires. So the question is, how much more do they want? Even them, I bet they haven't sat down and said, because I asked the husband, I said, look, what is your number? What is the number where you'd walk away and say, I'm not going to work anymore? You already got a million dollars. Your wife's already got three apartment complexes, but you're still working. What is your number? And the guy couldn't give me an answer. Not really a straight answer. You know, it's one of those things where you've never really thought about it, have you? 
how much money do you want? And caveat that with how much do you want to earn per year? And do you want to do it by working or by passive streams of income? The real number you need to understand is what will you be willing to give up your job for because you want to, not because you have to, but because you want to, is there an amount of income? And I ask people this all the time. Guys, you make $100,000 a year, you take home $60,000 a year after taxes, income taxes, Social Security, Medicare, state income taxes, and your 401k payment, you're taking home 60000 bucks a year. If I could give you $60,000 a year worth of tax-free income right now, would that be enough to quit your job? And invariably, they would say no. <laughs> they don't get it. They're living on 60000 bucks a year. They're earning 100000 bucks a year, but they're living on sixty, and they wouldn't take sixty to not have to work anymore. It just blows my mind. But what is your number? If you don't have a number, then you will never get it fixed. It will never work for you, right? Last one is, whom do you want to spend this time, your life, your money, your, your everything with? Whom do you want to spend the time with? You know, that's an important question. Here I am engaged at 61 years of age. That's pretty late in life, you know. But I found the person I want to share the time with. I really love the woman. I enjoy every minute with her. Well, <laughs> that's a stretch. To say I enjoy most minutes with her. But that's with anybody's relationship, right? But the bottom line is, is that I know who I want to spend the rest of my life with. Now, until you figure that out, you're just a wandering generality. I've met so many people through lifestyles that go through a divorce. And within three to six months after the divorce, they're married again. It's mostly men. Men, many men cannot live without being married. They need somebody to take care of them. They need a mom. Mama, take care of me. And so I don't think they actually pick just the perfect girl. They just pick the next girl. Next in line, step up, your turn to take care of me. I can't take care of myself. So did you pick the relationship? And are you in a relationship that works? I had a guy the other day, this is bizarre, tell me, he said, uh, I'm probably going to get a divorce. And I had another guy I met the other day, and he said, you know, I'm living separated from my wife, but we still see each other. Very dysfunctional separation because I still go over there and I see the family and the kids on holidays and stuff. Um, but I don't even have a girlfriend on the side anymore. I used to have a girlfriend on the side, but I don't even have that anymore. That was the reason we got broke up. But, you know, I said, well, are you going to get divorced or not? I don't know. Well, are we? yeah, I guess I should. I really should. I said, what about the money? Because, yeah. I guess I should, and just living that life of wandering around, hoping it's all going to work out, isn't going to get you where you need to go, guys, right? Guy told me, <laughs> he said, <laughs> I go, he goes, I think I'm going to get divorced. He goes, I can't seem to get anywhere with my wife, so I think I'm going to get rid of her and go ahead and get somewhere in life. Go, wow, that's an epiphany. With that epiphany, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to 
the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. So, we're going to finalize this show with a solution to the problem. Okay, I've outlined the problem for you in the first three segments. I uh, hope you've stayed long enough to pick up the solution to the problem. And that is this. This is what I figured out as I was looking at this thing. I uh, contacted back the train guy again. I said, look, here's what I want to do. Number one, I figured out all the things or most of the things that I've done wrong. And I now have a clear idea, a clearer idea of the path I'm going to need to take to get this thing done. And what I realize is I don't want you to build it for me. But I'd like to have your expertise expertise helping me. So I explained to him how we mentor people at Lifestyles Unlimited, how we take them and help them every inch of the way through their planning process, through the action process, and help them become rich with hands-on help. And I explained to him, I would like to have that kind of a contract with you, a consulting contract, like my customers pay me to consult them. I want you to consult me. And I set up an agreement with him. And he goes, that's a great idea. I've never thought about doing that. For his whole life, he's had all this knowledge. He's never shared it with anybody because he just used it to build things. And uh, so he thought it was a great idea. And we set up this contract. Now I'm his first consultee, right? Then I decided what, what I need to do is what, what is really important is I have to know who I want to be. So the thing that became interesting to me was is that I was reading a couple other books on how to design uh, layouts. And one of the design layout guys is talking about what a, a train layout really is. It can't be the entire railroad. It is tracks, and then there are what they call dioramas. In other words, a diorama is a little scene. And the scene works by itself. You, know, you might have a campfire scene. You might have a... a city scene, you might have a, a river scene or a mountain scene, but they're little scenes that if somebody standing in front of that little scene will be engulfed with that. I started thinking, wow, that's what really needs to be done. Before I get out my track software and start laying tracks all over the place, I need to know where those tracks are going to go. Where are they going? Just like, where are you going to live? Where are you going to live? Right? Where are these tracks going to go to? And I started realizing it's these dioramas. So I started thinking up scenes. And I went in my garage and I got out all of my buildings and houses and equipment and things that I was going to stick on this, you know, platform here on the uh, railroad layout. And I started looking and going, do I really want that on there? Or is that just something I just picked up I don't really want? And I started designing scenes. And it came to me that there were like three or four or five really big scenes that are the like the majority of your layouts 
reason for being. Just like it says, what do you do to make a living? How much living do you want to make? Well, it comes down to the same thing. How big do I want this layout? Because how many of these big scenes do I want? And the larger, the more big scenes I need in my life, the more layout I need. Well, that's the same thing in you. How many big things do you want in your life? You know, I wanted to be a power lifter. I wanted to be an Olympic lifter and I wanted to be a bodybuilder. That's a big thing that has taken up 61 years of my life. It took up the first 30 intensely. Um, but it has hung around as a hobby for the second 30. But that's a big thing in my life. I wanted to be rich. That took up all 60 years of my life. But it's a big thing. It's a picture. I see myself as rich. It's a diorama. Look, here I am. This is who I am. Look, here I'm a bodybuilder. Look at me. Here's who I am. These are pictures of yourself. When you look in the mirror, who are you seeing? What do you want to be and what do you want to have? So I started coming up with these dioramas and I started driving around looking for things and looking at videos for places and things that I wanted to model. And I realized that's exactly what you have to do. When you come to Lifestyles, I went to this party last night, 50 people, all of them millionaires. But they all modeled being a millionaire from Lifestyles. And they all know each other and they're all best friends because they're all living the same model. And I ask them, I haven't seen you forever. What are you doing? It's always fishing and traveling and this and that. They spend their life living life because they're millionaires. They don't spend their life. Now, I had one guy tell me, oh, I'm working, 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 working. And I just looked at him with cross eyes like, why? Well, that's what good, good people do that we work. I go, no, look at everybody else in the room here. This guy is a camper guy. He's got a motor home. He goes everywhere he wants to go. This guy over here is a traveler. He flies everywhere he wants to go. You know, everybody had a hobby. Everybody's talking about where they went this year, what they've done. We're all saying, well, hey, we got to copy each other on where we're going. You've been there. I want to go there. I want to go there. Here, That's what it's all about. So now I'm out looking for these dioramas of my life. What little pictures? I want to do. I did Cabo. I've done Cabo three times in my life. Cabo's a scene. Do you understand that? And man, every time I go, come around the train track back to Cabo and I live that diorama, I have the greatest time. I really love going to Cabo. It's incredible. I love skiing. Every time I go up to one of these incredible ski resorts and spend a week there in the snow and the beauty, the smell, the cleanliness, the fun, the athleticism, the partying, the drinking. That diorama, man, it's in my brain right now. I can see it in this moment. It's incredible. I could spend one week a year at Cabo, one week a year at this ski resort. It's all right there, guys. You need to start looking for your dioramas in life and putting together your plan. And then, and only then, can you take action on building the life you want to build. First, you need the plan. First, you need the dream. Then you take the action. But remember, we're not doing it just to make money. We're doing it for that incredible lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow.
Bill Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.